Hey y'all, this is Stacey Pearsall, and you're listening to Everything, my podcast where I talk about, well, everything. Good morning, everybody. It is me, your host, Stacey, and oh no, no Andy today. I'm flying solo, y'all. I hope you don't hold it against me. Andy is actually on location for a Nikon assignment, and I can't disclose where. I'm sure you'll figure it out eventually. But I do have my good sidekicks, of course, America's Vet Dogs. Charlie's right here behind me, and Pickles is right at my feet, as per usual. A lot is going on here at Low Country Acres, so let me dive right into that. I have a horse who is an invalid. She... I think likely got kicked by a a pasture mate and she ended up with a laceration about six inches across her left knee. I am spending quite a bit of time making sure that she's comfortable, making sure her wound stays clean and is healing properly. And that means I am out there icing it and rewrapping it and keeping it clean. Ultimately, this is Ellie. She is a little filly that was imported alongside Earl. She was born in the Netherlands and brought here by my friends Tim and Kathy Gunther. They live in Georgia. But anyway, she's here at Low Country Acres for some training. And I really get down on myself when somebody gets hurt, especially on my watch, which is really, really hard. But... Uh, Anyway, she's healing fine. She doesn't seem phased by it. There was no like structural damage, just, you know, the the cut, which is pretty awful in itself. Anyway, she's got some stitches. They come out in about a week and a half. She's on the, the home stretch, if you will. As for my other horses, I have a lot going on there too. It is the spring, which means breeding season. And of course, here at Low Country Acres, we are trying to have a small breeding program for the Belgian, the European Belgian horses, also known as Brabants. And I have Leia who is getting ready to be bred. So the vet is coming today to give her what we call a, a cytology or what humans may know as a horsey pap smear. So that's the worst word in the world. It doesn't even come off the tongue very clean. You know, it just feels dirty. I digress. Anyway, the doc is coming to make sure that she's fit for uh, reproduction. And then we're also having Earl checked out and to make sure that he's mature enough to be a daddy. So I'm very, very excited. We're going to collect him today and just make sure that everything's on the up and up. And hopefully this time next year, Earl will have his first baby on the ground. As they say, God willing and the creek don't rise. So keep your fingers crossed for us here at Low Country Acres. Now in other news, our friends over at the uh, equine rescue of Aiken had a tragic barn fire. And if you don't know, we got our donkeys, we adopted our donkeys from the equine rescue of Aiken. And we really love what they're doing and what their mission is and the the They do great things for horses and rehabilitating them, finding them new homes. They take in owner surrenders when owners can't handle them anymore. They go to auctions and they save horses and donkeys from 
you know, going up to Canada for butchering. Anyway, we love them. This barn fire was tragic. They actually lost a horse um, from the fire and, and they lost everything. Their wormer, their tack, their halters and lead ropes and everything that you would think that you would need to support horses in their recovery and for these adoptions. If you are a bleeding heart like I am, please consider going to the Equine Rescue of Aiken and making a direct donation uh, on their website. I also, on my social media pages, have up some fundraisers where you can donate to them as well. Now, also, our friends up at All the King's Horses, they have Gypsy Vanner drafts as well as uh, the Bourbons. Hi, Pickles. He's chatting behind me. They have Bourbons, and they had their first full of the season. And it's been a challenge for them. This little guy um, was struggling to kind of stand on his own and hasn't really figured out how to nurse yet. And boy, do I know how that feels. When Floyd was born, he was really struggling to find Leia's udder. And for, it felt like 72 hours, I think, we had to actually milk her and, um, and then feed him by the bottle and try and like every two hours, try and get him to latch onto her udder. Let me tell you, when it when it finally happened and he finally latched, it was like a hallelujah moment. Oh gosh! So I'm I'm hoping for our friends Rebecca and Dehan up in Pennsylvania that they have that hallelujah moment anytime soon with this little guy, and they're calling him Thumper. So let's all give a shout out for and some good vibes sent to uh, little Thumper up in Pennsylvania. Circling right back here to home at Low Country Acres, before Andy left town, he said, well, my garage is just about finished. Yes, finally, after what seemed like a year, or what was literally a year, uh, the garage is nearly done. And they are going to hook the HVAC up this, this week, as well as the electric. And on the backside of the garage, there is that, that meter box. They haven't put that little globe meter thing in the box yet. And a little bird took the opportunity to make their nest in their home in this quite convenient little box. And before Andy left, he was he said, hey, we've got to do something with this nest. And he left me to try and figure that out. Well, the, the, the bird had already laid an egg, so I didn't feel right about leaving the nest there as I'm sure the construction folks would just sort of toss the nest out. And the little mom who had worked so hard to sit on this egg would have lost her little family. Can't have that. So I was trying to puzzle out how to move the nest without really disturbing her. And I got one of those those big plastic screw boxes. Um, Like I had five and a half inch screws for fences. Um, (laughs) Anyway. It's a bigger box, so I think it's about five and a half inches long by four inches wide and maybe four inches deep. So the perfect size to fit the nest. I then took, get this, a camera rain jacket that Manfrotto makes. Um, I've had it for about 15 years, and I thought, well, you know, this, this plastic box, it's closed on five sides, but the front is open, obviously. Um, so this rain jacket would not only provide sort of shade and make the area dark, which I think the birds tend to like, especially in their nests, but also I could close it 
the hole, make the hole as big or as small as I wanted to on the front. So I wrapped it around, wrapped it around, and I had this perfect little Manfrotto rain jacket uh, nest, and I stuffed her nest, egg and all, into the screw box, set it on top of the meter base box, and then I bungee corded the, the nest to the meter box. So really, her nest has only moved about seven, eight inches <laughs> from its original spot. I, I wanted to give her the rest of the day to sort of settle in, come back to the nest. I didn't want to disturb her. So I'm going to go check her today, make sure that she's all settled in and that the egg is still there and all is well. So we will be hoping for a positive outcome on the nest move. Switching gears to photography really quick. I want to talk about the March photo challenge. Yes, yes, yes. It is a wrap. We had submissions from as far as Italy, Australia, and more closer to home in Canada, and of course, across our great nation in the USA. So without further ado, I would like to announce the winner. The winner's image was so incredible. Remember, the theme was what floats your boat, and it could be anything that made you happy. We had submissions of folks' children, their animals, dogs, horses, cats. We had a cow and, well, I could go on, and some really beautiful landscapes, flowers. Well, this image, the winner's image, was a bull at an, a rodeo, and the cowboy who was riding it had been tossed, and they caught the the cowboy in the air, vertical, the spurs were glinting, everything was perfect. It had grit, intensity, moment. It was fantastic. And the winner is Joe Mabe, a Navy veteran right here in my state of South Carolina, which is fantastic. So congratulations, Joe Mabe, and thank you for everybody who submitted, including Allison, Beth, Cindy, Desola, Joe, Ken, Lisa, Megan, Rebecca, Terry, Tim, Cindy, Deb, Dusty, Bo, John, Mary, Melanie, Patricia, Robert, oh my gosh, and Cheryl. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to get your pictures in. Hi, Pickles. Pickle says thank you as well. And I want to encourage you to submit for the April photo challenge, which is April flowers. Pretty straightforward. If you see some pretty flowers, take some pictures, or perhaps you have some pretty flower photos in your archives, submit them. Visit everythingstacy.com and you will see the March photo challenge winner. Congratulations again, Joe Mabe. And I want to give a shout out to the sponsor of the photo challenge, Spider Holster. You know, it's always amazing to me how how when you create something, you know it's going to be good, but to have others believe in you so much to come in and want to sponsor it like Spider Holster did uh, blows my mind. So thank you to our dear friend, Spider Holster. Joe, I know you're absolutely going to love your brand new Spider Pro V2 hand strap because it is one of my favorites. So enjoy. And if you want to learn more about Spider Holster, visit spiderholster.com or visit everythingstacy.com and we've got their website linked right there as well. Remember last week when I mentioned that I would be teaching an online photography workshop and then Andy kind of shushed me because he said it wasn't really officially legit yet? Well, it's officially legit, so I can talk about it most freely. Now, I had been approached by these folks um, that uh, run an online workshop 
and they're called Speakeasy. We began talking about different photography workshops that I teach in person normally that could apply to online education. And guess what? I am teaching my first class next month, yep, in May, and it's called Back to Basics, the foundational skills every photographer needs. This is going to be a four-part class, so we are going to meet once a week uh, for four weeks, and we're going to talk about camera functionality, exposures, composition, and how to consistently make good photographs every time. Again, it's called Back to Basics. If you want to learn more about it, visit speakeasy.com. Look up uh, Stacy Pearsall or the Back to Basics, the foundational skills that every photographer needs, and you will find me. I am also going to link my photography workshop at the Everything Stacy website. So when in doubt, visit everythingstacy.com and you'll find it there. In the spirit of my upcoming workshop for Speakeasy, I actually want to give you a quick lesson. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the 10 frame methodology. I was taught this by one of my favorite professors at Syracuse University. His name is David Sutherland. Shout out to David. Thank you so much. Anyway, when I was at Syracuse, I was still in the military and I had this approach and let me use a military analogy, if you will, that I was sort of a machine gutter. I was spraying and praying that something that I photographed would actually turn out and not actually having a, a, an approach that was systematic. Well, the 10 frame methodology taught me to slow down, pick a spot where the action was going to come to, wait for the action to happen and take 10 unique frames of that action or moment and then move on to the next spot, thereby making me more of a sniper than a machine gunner. Again, the military analogy. The 10 frame methodology is essentially picking a composition and not moving. And by that, I mean each picture frame that you take should not move left, right, up, or down. The composition that you choose to make should be clean of any distractions. Look at your corners. They say, look at your corners. Like, is there a power pole coming up dead center? Is your horizon line dead center? If it is, if there's a power pole, then move. If there is a horizon line in the center, then shift a little bit, tilt a little bit. Think about everything before the action happens. And then as the action unfolds in front of you, you will take one frame, two frames, three frames, and so on. The background, the composition that you chose should not move. There shouldn't be any shifting or anything. So that means that you need to make sure that you hunker down, whether you're standing, kneeling, sitting, whatever, make sure that you have a solid foundation so that your background's not moving. As for your subject matter, it could be Yes, it could be a still life or it could be an animal or a human being. And when I say 10 unique frames, by that I mean your subject is doing something unique in each frame. Whether they are walking through or they're using hand gestures or perhaps you're photographing a still life and it's a flower, maybe that flower is delicately you know, moving in the breeze or something like that. Or there's a, a bee that comes and lands and there's 10 unique moments there. What I'm saying is the 10 frame methodology allows you to slow down, let the world turn around you because it's, 
there's constantly something else happening and going on around you that may be just as exciting as what's happening in front of you. But what I want you to do is the 10 frame methodology forces you to literally focus on everything that's happening in front of you in that moment. Identify your composition, clean up your background, shift up, shift down, shift left, shift right. And then once you rock solid background, once you lock that in, do not move and then take 10 unique frames. So the April photo challenge is April flowers. When you're out and about and you see, oh gosh, that's a pretty flower. What I want you to do is approach that flower and don't even, don't even start to take pictures yet. Just use your eyes in that moment to look at the flower and then walk around that flower. Get up high, get down low, see where the light is hitting it and choose a background based on what best angle suits that flower. I know we get really excited and we want to just rush right in and take that picture. But with a 10 frame methodology, I want you to start being a little bit more conscious about what you're seeing in the moment before a camera is even taken out. So approach that flower again, observe different angles, get close, get back, get high, get low, get on your tummy if you have to, because sometimes these unique angles will change how that flower is presented and may be really, really dynamic. Now, if you back off and there's something in the foreground that could be interesting, that too might be fun. Or if you get up close to that flower and you put it in the foreground and then something cool in the background, that too may be very interesting. The 10 frame methodology means that you get that composition first. Then once you get that composition, perhaps a bird flies by and there's 10 frames of the bird or there's 10 frames of the bee or 10 frames of the butterfly, but that flower is still the base of that comp composition. Hope that makes sense. Please visit everythingstacy.com and submit your April flowers, April photo challenge photos, and I look forward to seeing you at my Speakeasy workshop next month. I actually really miss Andy. Don't tell him that. He's probably going to listen to this podcast, but having him here for my podcast has been really, really fun. And when he's not, like days like today, makes me really miss him. I've got a lot going on this week and a lot going on today. Just a reminder, I have the vet coming. So I need to go dress Ellie's uh, wounds. I need to get these dogs walked. I have to go clean pastures and then I have to go drop the gator off, which is broken. The brake is broken again. So I need to haul that all the way to John Deere, come back, get everything prepped for the vet and then do a bunch of other work. Whew. So I am going to sign off right now and I will keep an eye out for your picture submissions and congratulations again, Joe Mabe to our March challenge photo winner. And hi, honey, I know you're listening. I love you. And to all my family out there and to, to everybody who's tuning in from around the world, I hope you all have a fantastic week. Until next time, I'm Stacy, and I love you, Andy. Talk to you next week too. Be well. <laughs>